We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another installment of the VM NBA show. Your boys are back. But before we get into the introductions, if you guys haven't checked out the Patreon, patreon.com slash veterans minimum, do so support the show. It goes a long way. We're doing well with your money. Uh, You get some extra content on there. We've dropped a lot of bonus episodes. Top 25 under 25 is one of my favorite things that we've done. Did a sweet 16 setup for March Madness where we did stadium foods. Pretty awesome stuff. That's patreon.com slash veterans minimum MLB show every week for the most part. NFL show coming at you. And, you know, we've just expanded. But what you're listening to now is the VM NBA show. Your boy Lamb in the host position. One half of the most dominant podcast and backcourt in the world. And joining me, as always, as he does on the NBA show, only this time in the motherfucking studio, baby. Yo, it feels good to sit from the yeah. opposite sides of the table, man. We've, we've been doing this over the fucking air. We call it over the wire, over the air, um, over Google Hangouts. Shouts to Google. Um, but yo, bro, it's good to see you, man. You got the yo, w- dap me up, son. It's good. I hope they heard that. Yo, it's it's mania season. You know, I got my I got my my uh, my hockey jersey on. Yeah. Vin, look at this. Wow. They got the it's the F, dog. That's how you know it's throwback. I saw someone tweet the other day, uh, it was like the most hype. It was like when the Hardy Boys came out during WrestleMania. Yeah. Was that last year or two, two years, years ago? Two man. years ago. How okay. crazy is that? Time flies. Dun, 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 we still gotta dun, put dun, you through dun. a table. Everyone Yo no, yo. Damn. Chill, chill. I'm at my foot is good now. My foot my foot was hurt. We yo, hurt. real quick, shameless plug. My wrestling show, The Jerks, right? We just dropped the Mania special. It is a show imp that, you know, 
I actually give a shout out to Tim on there and to Joe and people like you. And what I mean by that, it's like the casual fan tends to tune in for WrestleMania. It's a big spectacle. For sure. If you guys want to get caught up on anything, your boys, me, my guy, Ernie, the enforcer, and uh, the factual one, Frank Alvarez, we held it down. We kind of, we talk wrestling, but we dumb it down for everyone. You know, it's not so much uh, a lot of Mark's comments it's a lot easier for everyone to consume but enough about that enough about putting ourselves over it is mania season so obviously a lot of wrestling references coming your way imp you are right it's been a while since us two have recorded in person together just us two running the show it's been a while um it feels great to be in person um i originally when we when when the plan was to do the nba show over the hangouts i was like i don't know how i feel about this man i don't know how i feel about this man and then we got in a root we got in a groove we got in a rhythm microphones improved uh, and I, I, I got used to it. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited. Uh, basketball is kind of, it, the, it's, the, it's, the, the initial like March madness, uh, wave of excitement, I feel like is over now. Yeah. Now everyone's kind of, you know, where are these teams going to play? You know, where are these teams going to finish in the NBA? Uh, you know, are, are the Nets going to make the playoffs? Are the Hornets going to make the playoffs? Who's going to finish with the top seed in the West? All of these types of. Um, um, kind of important questions are, you know, all these questions are going to be answered and everything's coming down to the wire. Another thing, although the, it's interesting to watch March Madness because you get a really good look at some of these um, NBA prospects. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we always say that when the Knicks have a high pick, we're more invested we're in more college invested. basketball. Without a doubt. I mean, yeah. uh, us two in particular, we always do say that in the past. Whereas, boss, you know, shout out to boss. Um, if you guys haven't checked out the end to the March Madness breakdown, him and Alan held it down. Shout out to our buddy Alan. It's his birthday today. Show Alan Sterk some love as well. But, yeah, they've been running the NCAA show on yeah. Mondays for the most part. But you're right, man. You're right. Like, I've watched pretty much – I I mean, look, for the most part, everyone does tune in to March Madness regardless. But I did watch some of the UNC Duke games earlier, uh, Duke Gonzaga too, because the Knicks have been tanking, right? We you know, it's well obvious and whatnot. And, um, yeah, man, it's uh, you're right. There's a lot of names in college that we've kept our eye on, but for the most part, what would you say? This is the last hole, right? Yeah, like we're the season pretty much ends this weekend yep. for the most part. Yeah, and then we have the playoffs next week, man. So I, I believe imp next week will be our playoff preview show. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, um, and 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 before we jump into kind of the main you know discussion of, of the episode, we kind of want to hit Twitter real quick. Want to do VM shoot around? Yeah, what you got? We have a couple Shout out to everyone here. that sends in questions. It seems like every week we're getting more and more questions. Guys, if you wanna if you wanna get your question answered on the air, uh hit us up. Hashtag VM shoot around. We usually drop it Wednesday afternoon, Eastern time. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, imp his DMs are open. He'll give you that PayPal info if you want to definitely get your question on there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um all right, so I guess kind of sticking with this um March Madness theme, um, that you know, Duke got knocked out. Yep. Um and and by the way, I called uh, Texas Tech over Gonzaga. I tweeted it out. Everything it was all documented. By the way, uh, Jared Culver. We did the uh, yeah. the predictions, and he played sensational. Um, but okay, so who do you think will have a better NBA career? Uh, this is Ethan Stover, East Stover Four. Um, who do you think will have a better NBA career? Zion Williamson, John Morant, or R.J. Barrett? All right. Am I a dick for automatically eliminating R.J. Barrett from that conversation? Well, that's fine. But before you eliminate him, I want to just say one thing about R.J. Barrett. Before the season started, R.J. Barrett was probably the number one prospect. Yeah. Um, He's a playmaker. He's a passer. He can score. Duke was probably one of the worst three-point shooting teams in college basketball this year. I don't want to say one of the worst because that's probably an exaggeration. 
but that they, was clearly a weakness that they displayed every time they played. R.J. Barrett is a great facilitator. He's going to be sensational in the NBA if he is uh, uh, surrounded by shooters. Uh-huh. I think one of his problems, one of the problems that he ran up, ran up, you know, ran into this season was the Duke team. Although very talented, they weren't constructed um, as well as you'd hope. Of course, you want the best players in the country, without a doubt. But I'm just saying, um, you know, talk to a lot of people that, that follow college basketball really well, and they'll tell you this Duke team couldn't shoot. And R.J. Barrett is going to look a whole lot better. People are saying, oh, his stock's falling. He only shoots 70% from the free throw line. That's fine. I'm telling you, R.J. Barrett's going to look a lot better in, in the NBA when he's surrounded with some three-point shooters. He'll have more space. He could slash. And then he'll just be able to make passes where people will actually finish some threes or finish some jump shots. So um, I know his stock's dropping. I know people are, are already have John Morant as the number two pick, and rightfully so. But I'm just letting everyone know he's going to look a whole lot better if he's surrounded with some shooters. Just wanted to say that. Fair point, fair point. And I know there was a recent poll from a coach's poll that said that he was the most overrated player in college basketball. But I think that's not fair, though, because when a guy comes in with steam like he did, right? Yep. Remember Michael Porter? He was the number one pick also. Then he got hurt, and then he kind of was like the forgotten piece. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he pans out with the Nuggets because yeah. going forward, this Nuggets team, if they can add him, and he's the kind of player that everyone projected him to be, watch out. For sure. Watch out, NBA. Yeah. All right? But – what happens with a guy like R.J. Barrett, and I feel like you see that a lot of times with college kids, right? These guys come in as one and dones, And for the most part now, if you've noticed recruiting imp the last couple of years, it's really like everyone goes to Kentucky or Duke and an occasional like a random dude that's a lottery pick ends up on a school that no one knows why, right? Like uh, John Morant, yeah. uh, Ben Simmons. Why did he end up on LSU? Well, it turns out that he had family ties to LSU. That's why he ended up there. John Morant went to Murray State because they wanted him the most. Yeah. He came out and he his went on the record. His, pop, yeah. his pops is like, sometimes you can you should consider the teams that want you bad rather than the teams that you want to go to bad because at the end of the day, it'll all work out. And look, John Morant went to Murray State, a really small school, and he's probably going to be the number two pick of the draft. So it says a lot about his theory. So think about, think about the Kentucky team with Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker, those guys, right? What happened? No one knew that Carl Anthony Towns could shoot threes because Calipari was like, yo, you're not going to shoot threes now in college because I need you to be a back against the, the basket yeah. big man, right? And I remember Boss, hats off to Boss, one of his GOAT calls was he was all in on Devin Booker. He said he was going to be the best player in that draft, the best shooter in the draft. And look, he's been a phenomenal scorer in Phoenix. He just had back-to-back 50-point games a couple of weeks ago, but... What I'm trying to say, going back to R.J. Barrett, before we get too sidetracked, is he had Zion next to him. So, like, Zion had all the intention, all the spotlight. He was the more exciting player. You're going to become overrated at that point when you have all that hype coming in and you're not the main guy. So, to answer your question, I think Zion is, first of all, he's like a soccer player. He has the one name, Zion. Yeah. Giannis. He's a marketing machine. Right? People, LeBron. They're, they're already talking about $100, $100 million sneaker deals already. You have the the soccer player where it's like Messi, Ronaldo. Kobe. Yeah. You have that one name thing. I'm telling you, for marketing purposes, it makes sense. And it's a unique name, like Zion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it stands out. He's going to be a megastar, not a superstar. I think he's going to be a megastar. I really like John Morant, man. Yeah. After you told me, because you watched a lot more college basketball than I did this year, and you and Boss told me the same thing. You're like, yo, look. If we get the number two pick and we get him, it won't be the end of the world. Not at all. So with that being said, I do think the chalk pick is Zion, but sometimes the chalk hits. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Zion. And 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 look, I'm going to go with Zion too, without a doubt. I kind of wanted just to, you know, touch on this this RJ Barrett slander because, you know, like I don't think he I don't think he played that bad. People love to overreact to like 
missing a free throw. Granted, it was a it was a huge free throw to get me wrong, but Duke was put in that position to begin with. So, you know, it's 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 just I want everyone to kind of slow their roll. And, and if you put RJ on a team with a lot of great shooters, he's gonna look so much different because at the end of the day, that Duke team couldn't really shoot. Zion couldn't really shoot. Cam Reddish can absolutely shoot. Trey Jones can't really shoot. Like. There's, it, it wasn't a great recipe for success for him. Great talent, the team overall, but not he didn't really fit the team uh, for him to thrive and thorough, yeah. uh, and flourish. And that's the thing. Like, yo, his his best skill set, it hasn't been allowed to flourish. Yeah. Go back. Yo, no one knew that Carl Anthony Towns get hit threes, and then he goes to the combine or he goes to – I don't know if it's called a pro day in, in you know basketball terms, but it's like, yo, damn, he has an outside jump shot, and everyone kept saying – yeah, we all knew this, but Calipari asked them not to for the betterment of the team. Yeah. So you do see that happen a lot. Um, all right. Uh, from Omar H, uh, 1599. Omar, with Charlotte not likely making the playoffs this year, do you guys think Kemba is going to walk? If he does walk, where does he go? Yo, can I, can I start this one off? Please do. <sighs> the Hornets are in the worst position in basketball. Yeah. Here's why. At the moment, he's the fifth most expensive player on their team. He's going to get a max, yep. right? This is your ceiling, though, with him, man. If you give him $200 million, which you might have to because if he plays himself into an all-NBA team, it triggers a super max, right? I have it right here. Before you even jump in, let me kind of give everybody the 411. So these are the projected contracts that Kemba um, will be eligible to sign in the offseason. If he signs with a new team... It's four years, $141 million. If he signs with the Hornets without making the All-NBA team, it's five years, $190 million. And if he makes All-NBA... Five years, $221 million. For those of you guys, let's go back a little bit. All-star snub, Rudy Gobert, million dollar um, he missed out. Million dollars he missed out on. These things matter to these guys. Making yeah. All-NBA would be huge. Yo, would you say that there's a... 30 million, 31 million dollars more, 190 and then 220. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> you kidding me? Yeah. That's even crazy. even if he doesn't make all NBA from staying w with the Hornets, yeah. it turns it's 50 million more. So here's the thing, right? Going back to what I was saying, you're sealing with Kemba as your best player and making 220 million dollars potentially. 7 seed. Yeah. Bounce in the first round, maybe steal one game. Maybe. Right? But then you can't let him go because who are you going to market to your fan base? Nobody. So they're drawing dead. Kemba's in the best position, I think. If he wants to make his money, he's going to make his money one way or another. They can't afford to lose him. They can't afford to keep him because it's going to be the John Wall thing. I was just going to say, this reminds me of the Wizards and John Wall. Yeah. And at the time, prior to the pay scale changing, Kyle Lowry, same shit. Kyle Lowry, $30 million a year. Uh, what's his name in Memphis? Mike Conley. Mike Conley, same thing. Yeah. It's like those guys are dope. They're tremendous. But you have to know what your ceiling is. Yeah. What's crazy is like think about the guys on his team that are getting paid now. Batum, $24 million. Bismack Biombo, $17 million. Marvin Williams, $14 million. There's a Zeller that's making bread too, right? Who? Isn't it like Cody? It's Co Cody Zeller, $13.5 million. He's making more than Kemba. Kemba is the one, two, three, four, five, sixth highest play, uh, paid player in the, yeah, on the team. I, I said fifth, but I was close enough. No. To, but yo, so how do you feel about that take where – if you don't pay him and he leaves, how do you sell that to your fan base? But if you sign him, you're telling your fan base you're going to be a 42-win team for the foreseeable future with his contract. I don't think they see it that way, but 
from an outsider's perspective, that's the right way to think about that it. That is the right, right? way. Right? You can't, yeah. I mean, as a fan, you're not going to. Yeah. You're not going you to. You have to keep him. Yeah. Um, where does he go? Um, Lakers, the Knicks, um, the Clippers. Mm. I'm just thinking of teams with a lot of cap space. Um, I don't know. I feel like he's going to be that second tier free agent. You know that a lot of teams, if they see, you know, like, a la 2010, if you swing and miss on a guy, you know who knows, you know who knows where you're gonna sign. Like, yeah, I have it right here as you know, Nets, Clippers, Knicks, Lakers. See, I don't like the Nets fit because you, you know if they're gonna re-sign D'Lo, I don't really. Like Which, that fit. by the way, not to get too sidetracked, how do you not re-sign D'Angelo Russell? No, you gotta. Um. So I don't know. Oh, dude, Kemba put up 47 points. Um, what was it Monday night? 47 points. Um. 38 in the second half and they lost the Hornets. It's it's it's, it's tough, man. Um yeah. <laughs> it's bad. The team is terrible. Um I don't know. I don't know what to do. I it's a tough situation like you yeah. said. Um but I I feel like if if he gun to my head he resigns with the Hornets. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and then you could demand the trade a couple years later. Look. <laughs> let's not get crazy, folks. Fucking Five years for 221, if, like, for me, it comes out to, you know, I don't want to give away too much of all NBA because I really like putting that list together. But I'll tell you right now, Ip, it's between him and Kyrie for a third team. And that triggers it for him. Yeah. At the guard position. And know? I wonder if they just do it just do it for him just to do it. I don't know. Yeah, like as a hometown dude, kind of, you know, you've been here. Keep him home. Keeper, yeah. All right. Who was that question from? I like that question. That was from... I just had it. My bad. Give me 30 seconds. Omar H. Nice. Omar. Omar. Fantastic question, brother, brother. All right. So, for the main kind of... For the main discussion of this week's episode, um, like you said, we're pretty much at the home stretch of the NBA season. This is the home stretch. Yeah. We're we're kind of past the home stretch. Yeah. This is the last hole. It's roughly four or five games left every single team has. Yeah. And we... We wanted to chat about some of these awards, mm-hmm. these season-long awards. Um, uh, you know, some of the awards we already kind of know that who are who who is going to win them, right? Like, yeah, I, in my opinion, Coach of the Year is going to go to Budenholzer, and it's probably not even going to be close. Though that's not my Coach of the Year take. Should we start with that one? Please do. I'm coming out hot. All right, so lead us off for Budenholzer. Okay, Mike Budenholzer. A hell of a call, by the way. You called it from the beginning. Thank you. Show. Yeah, Mike Budenholzer. Um, I said it at the NBA, our, our VM NBA preview show. Nobody can do more with less than Mike Budenholzer. He, perennial winner with Atlanta. He comes from the Popovich coaching tree. Um, he, you know, he he comes over to Milwaukee, and uh, Chris Middleton becomes an All Star. Brook Lopez uh, is a is a knockdown three point shooter. Although he, you know, he he was getting better as his career progressed. Uh, and Giannis is the MVP, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, so, in my opinion, Budenholzer is the um, consensus a coach of the year. With um, you know, without a doubt, some some love to Nate McMillan um, out in Indiana for for keeping that team afloat. Um, and then. You know, Mike Malone in Denver maybe is 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 definitely an interesting, um, you know, uh, a candidate as well. I'm sure he'll he'll get some votes yeah. without a doubt. Going from a what nine seed to the two seed. Um, well, the one seed isn't out of question either. Yeah, but the, 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 I think the Warriors have a very very. It, very it's a cakewalk, yeah, compared yeah. to what the Nuggets have. Yeah, and so as a war and as a Warrior fan and as a Warrior, you want to have that one seed really really badly because you don't want to have to match up against Houston in any other series except for the Western Conference Finals. That's why it's so important for 
Golden State to finish in first. Yeah. Because they don't want to have to worry about, you know, Houston. Yep. Until they have to at the very end. Um, yeah, so, you know, coach of the year is somewhat of a layup, a Budenholzer. Um, so, you know, what, what's your take, though? Yo, ready for heat? Yeah. You guys aren't going to get this anywhere else. 2018-19 NBA coach of the year. Our guy, David Fisdale. Okay. You're talking about language. Has done an exceptional job fielding a competitive team. If you've watched the Knicks, though the record does not reflect it. Yeah, because they've won 15 games. He is doing a fantastic job of embracing the tank. He's pretty much openly said that, yeah, we're tanking. Why not? Right? Number two, he's managing people's minutes in a sensational way. Like Moutier played 41 minutes the other night. Dotson Mm -hmm. played 41 minutes. And Cornette put up 20 something points yeah but like played like 32 minutes it's like well those guys shouldn't be playing that much right he up until recently like the last month mitchell robinson has been like a 15 to 20 minute guy now you know they let him start to end the year the reason he wasn't starting earlier on sorry to cut you off is because he gets into a lot of foul trouble so they yeah. rather him come off the bench so that he doesn't have three fouls with the, yeah. the five minutes in the second quarter but also deandre jordan is a shell of himself and it helps having him out there if you want to tank yeah right and Dennis Smith Jr., when he gets hot, he pulls him, yeah. right? And he does all these, like, weird, you know, guy has 17 points in the second half. He doesn't play him in the fourth quarter. It's like he's really embraced the tank. Also, I'm factoring in his popularity with players. Yeah. A lot of guys fuck with him. Yeah. He might be able to get some big names to come in the offseason. I know I'm looking like I'm cheating a little bit, but, you know, just to be a little different. The days in Miami. Uh, yep. Um, I like how he's embraced it. It's also, you know... A lot of people would be on the hot seat. If they they wanted to lose this but year. But they though. wanted to lose, yeah. and he's doing a good job, and, and people are still high on him. And the one thing, one thing that you can tell, you can tell from watching them, and, and we do, you know, we know because we're fans, is that they hustle, they play hard. They they're in games up until the fourth quarter. Well, they, I would say, I would say, of the sixty games they've lost. At least forty of them have to be within like five to yeah, six points. For sure. They lose a lot of close games, yeah. and because a, they also don't have a guy to go to in the home stretch to close out games, which yeah. is why that's what makes a guy I think a superstar. Yeah, that's one of the things to you be have able to, have to have close. on your resume. Yeah. Um, and so there's, of course, there's there are things wrong with losing, but the problem is, or not the problem, the good thing is they're losing, they're losing close games, and the team is hustling. You can watch them hustle on defense. They're just losing because they're not as talented as the other team. They're yep. not losing because of effort. And there's a there's a very 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 uh, you know distinct difference between the two, um, and though although it's crazy, I I like your take, I do, um, but you know, Budenholzer, yeah, for sure. Um, but so I want to so the the three awards that I really wanted to kind of chat about were MVP, Most Improved, and then Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I have some. You know, I don't really know where we're at with Vegas right now, but my MVP, there's obviously a toss-up between Giannis uh, and James Harden, um, and my guy is Giannis, and I'm sure he will win the award. I don't know what Vegas is looking like. Maybe you mm-hmm. can take a look while I, while I while I'm chatting, but it's it's funny that there's this idea that like James Harden has to be the MVP because he's putting up historic numbers, right? And and oh, and Giannis isn't, but actually, if you take a little bit of a deeper look. Giannis is on pace to be the only guy to average 27 points, close to 13 boards, and six assists. Um, and who had the Bucks finishing with the best record in the NBA? Um, I was high on them, right? But don't get me wrong. Like, no one saw this really coming. Um, and then we're going to talk about defensive player of the year later on. But he's probably 
the best defensive player in the league right now as well. And so, you know, we were talking about Paul George as being an MVP candidate earlier on because he's a great sensational two-way player. But I feel like people overlook Giannis because he's definitely one of the best defensive players in the league, and he's probably the second or third best offensive player in the league. So when you kind of put all that together, you know, I think the answer is Giannis, and you can't reward Harden for carrying the Rockets three out of the five months of the season when Giannis carried the Bucks all five se- months of the season. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at within, with these two. So one one team has 58 wins. Uh, I believe the Bucks need to win one more game to secure number one seed throughout the playoffs. So even if uh, it was them against Golden State, Game seven, if it was to go seven, will be played in Milwaukee. Am I crazy for not? I'm on the fence. That's fine. And I really want to see the end of the year. I want to see, do the Rockets get to, they're at 50 wins right now. The Bucks are at 58, right? Does Giannis get to 60? Remember, for me, it yo, team success is number one. Yeah. Obviously, right? Um. And he has the numbers. He might, for the third straight year, he's going to finish top five in five statistical, uh, top 10 in five main categories. Uh, steals, rebounds, assists, blocks, and, um, and uh, no, that's five. Yeah, I said five. So for his team, right, he's going to lead his team in all five of those. And in the league, he's top 10 in all of those categories. So it's like, and you said, like, he's a hell of a defensive player too, right? Yeah. Um, their plus minus is the highest of anyone. Well, between him and Harden, I yeah, should yeah. say, because that's who we're really discussing. Yep. Shout out to Paul George. The moment uh, you were on that, I, I was on that bandwagon. It's like Russell Westbrook was like, "Nah, fam, this is my team." I heard that VM show. Let me start shooting. He's shooting twenty seven shots per game. Uh, hell of a performance the other night for Nipsey Hustle. Twenty twenty. Rest in peace. 2020 game, yep. which is absolutely ridiculous to put up. Only one time that's happened before. He shot like 33% from the field, though. Yeah, which is usual. That's that's usual Russell Westbrook. My issue with him is when he shoots like irrational threes. Yeah. And he just goes into like that heat check, but there's no heat coming. A lot of those happen, though. Like the offense, nothing really is moving with the offense. He'll have the ball with the shot clock dipping down, and he'll just take a three. Yeah, I, That's a lot of what Russ does on his bad threes, you know? It's just like the offense not doing anything, and he'll just chuck one up. James Harden is averaging 36 Six and seven. It's wild. He's like top five all time in single season scoring. Only Jordan and Wilt have surpassed that. So he's having a, a fantastic year. And you have to give him credit for that stretch that he went on where he carried the Rockets without Chris Paul. He really took him from, yes. I believe, a 10th seed to like they peaked at three, right? That's where they're at now, too. Um, yo. I'm going to tap out on this one, man. I think I got to wait to see how everything finishes up because if Harden also plays more games too, like that stuff means it's important to me. Like those, you know, he's played 74 games, James Harden. Let's just see. Let's just fact check. So we're not talking out our ass. Um, Giannis has played 70 games. So he's played four more games than him too. I think that means, yeah, that means a lot to me. So yeah, let's just see. They both have the same uh, PER for those of you guys that, uh, like those analytic stacks too. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to wait it out, but I think, I think you're right though, dude, if you're the number one overall C, the best player on the best team, that's, that's essentially what won it for Harden last year, despite having a fantastic year. But yeah, yeah I'm going to, and, and who, which team do you, and really quickly to support and cast who's supporting cast is better. Just curious. Rockets. You'd say so. I'd say so. Yeah, I think the Brogdon injury is going to hurt him. Yeah, like he he'll, he'll probably come back and play, but you know 
It, it, it feels like it's an ideal comparison between them and the Raptors last year when Van Bleek got hurt yeah. going into the playoffs. He came back, but he wasn't the same. You could tell, like, this guy was a six-man-of-the-year candidate, and he fizzled out because he got hurt. Yeah. Um, most improved. Uh, this it. Another two-headed race? Because I feel like you were on one guy all year, and then this guy... Because, I mean, you, I cheated. You sent me your pick. Yeah. And, like, he's kind of grabbed it by storm now. I, I'm on the, the Pascal C. Occam wave right now. Um Although D'Angelo Russell's making a very valid uh, push, mm. also the Sabonis on uh, Indiana is a solid pick. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of you know, um, what's the word? Um, candidates, candidates for sure. Yeah. Um, but in my opinion, it's Siakam. Um, we talk about this all the time. Great basketball stats plus minus. The other night, and I so this little rant is going to kind of just put. It all into perspective for you guys. So the other night, Kawhi sat out, mm-hmm. um, and Kawhi's been sitting out a bit this season. For those of you who don't know, he's missed. I'd say, uh, I think he's missed six, uh, twenty-one games a total. Look, I'll be honest with you. He's missed enough games where I kind of don't want to put him on all NBA. That's fine. Like That's you fine. can't miss. Like yep. yo, there was one year Curry only played fifty games, but those fifty games was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But it's like yo, dude, you missed thirty games. I gotta credit someone else. Yeah, you barely ha- just over half. Yeah. Um. All right. So look, the other night Kawhi sat out. Siakam went plus thirty-one in a plus-minus and a Raptors win. He now has five games in this season where he's finished with a plus-minus of plus thirty or better. That's the most in the NBA. So now, not not only are you kind of in this most improved player territory, you're in this most, you know, just top, you know, top uh, top of the league yeah. territory. Um, wow, that's crazy. Um, Kawhi's played fifty six games. Yeah. Um, so, so what I love about that is is the fact that this guy, um, all of the games where Pascal Siakam has gone plus thirty or more are in games where Kawhi doesn't play. In the last ten games that Kawhi hasn't played, the Raptors are seven and three. In those ten games, Siakam twenty three points, eight boards, four dimes, shooting over fifty percent from the field, seventy five percent from the three throw line, and forty percent from three. Um, this season, by the way, they're sixteen and five when he sits, Leonard. Um, so, with and 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 another thing, you mentioned Kyle Lowry before. Kyle Lowry's been hurt. Kyle Lowry's been in and out of the lineup too. Yep. So now you have two guys, Kyle Lowry and Kawhi Leonard. The team's two best players have been in and out of the lineup. And Toronto still has been a force in the Eastern Conference. Um, and the one guy that's been that constant is Pascal Siakam. Um, look, Russell's having a great season, but when you compare the two, I don't think it's even close. Um, and just to kind of wrap it up, Siakam went from role player to key starter. Yeah, on one of the best players in, on one of the best teams in the NBA, he's averaging ten more points a season than last. So it's tough. D'Angelo Russell's having a great season, but at this point, I think the answer is Siakam. That's just that's my take. I like Sabonis, man. That's and that I love Sabonis too, man. So I'm I'm gonna go with Sabonis, and here's why. Kawhi has missed games, but he's returned. Victor Oladipo went out for the year, and he's had to become him and like. Uh, the center, Miles Turner, become like the one-two punch over there. Yeah. And then they get a lot of like uh, Boyan. You get... Um, Who can score? Yeah, you get uh, Doug McDermott off the bench. He he has his moments too. And it's like Collison mm-hmm. also. So it's like, for the most part, those are he's a guy that they're relying on. Yo, 14 and 9. That's tremendous. That's a, that's a good... That's a hell of a bounce back that he had. And he had a good year last year. But I think that he's had to shoulder the load for them. 
Uh, hats off to Nate McMillan. He definitely deserves Coach of the Year. Um, nods. Nods, without a doubt. But yeah, man, I think Sabonis is interesting. And if Oladipo was healthy, you're looking at five teams that could realistically come out the East. Where now it's like, honestly, it's like three and a half because the Celtics have been playing pretty rough too. Yeah. I still think the Celtics can come you out You think the they're going to turn it on? I, I'm, bro, with all due respect to Toronto and, 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 and the Bucks, like, I'm telling you, man, Boston did it without Kyrie and Gordon Hayward last year. And they got to the Eastern Conference Finals. So They have leapfrogged the Pacers, so now they're the fourth seed. They're the four. And look, if there's any team that you want to play in the first round, it's the Pacers. Because with all due respect, they've been playing great, but they're beat up. They're playing, you know, the Pacers are playing with what I like to call house money at the yeah. moment. Because yeah, there's no there's no the pressure. People. There's no expectation. It's all just, you know, it's it's it's. It's 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 a fugazi. It's a fugazi at this point. So, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. I I I I'm still leaning Siakam just because they're one of the better teams in the league. Um, and, and look, and and it's interesting you didn't say D'Angelo Russell because D'Angelo Russell's now scoring twenty a game. He's close to eight dimes a game. All stars. Although you know it was um. With the injury substitution, right? Yeah. Nonetheless, um, but he was he was a snub. Like a lot of people had him as a snub. I had him as a snub. I thought he should have made the All Star team too. Yeah. But it comes down to like there's just so many good players in the league right now. Yeah. Where, you know, and, and just really quickly to kind of touch on it again is just like D'Angelo Russell was a good player last year, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Now he's a very good player. Siakam was like kind of unknown, and now he's turned into a very good player. So for me, it's just like the jump that they've made. You know, like I said, going from role player to key starter. D'Angelo Russell was a starter essentially, right? Yeah. And, and what now? He's whatever you want to call him now. So that's just that's why I like that jump. So that's where I'm at. D'Angelo Russell is gonna be a guy that uh, I'm, I'm gonna coin the phrase uh, the D'Angelo Russell effect. Like, don't give up on a lottery pick who's 21, 22 years old right away. Like yeah. they did. Like the Lakers got rid of him and. Shit, man, the pieces that the Lakers got rid of have been better than the pieces that they brought on. Randall's balling in New Orleans. Russell's balling. Zubak is balling. So it goes to show you, just be patient with these guys that are lottery picks. Hell, Julius Randall was a lottery pick, too. Cheap deal, too. Yeah. Russell, last five games. Um, well, it's probably been six now. 31 points, five boards, nine assists. Yeah, he's trying to t- – yo, the, the Nets have been slumping bad. They've been pretty bad. They Dylan, our buddy Dylan, who we've had on the show a couple times in the past for like hockey and stuff, he's a Nets fan and he's like, "Yo, these idiots are not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. They're gonna, you know, they're thirty nine and thirty nine right now, and it's going to come down to the wire." There's a, there's compelling races going on in the NBA, folks. What's the next award we got? Defensive Player of the Year. This is kind of the wrap up because I uh, we've argued. We've done rookie of the rookie year, of the year many times. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. why so we're we're not going to bring that up again. All right, yo, defensive player of the year. Man, this last like three week stretch has really killed Paul George. Yeah, because he was he would have been brought up for both. Right, he had a chance, a legitimate chance of winning both. Yeah, I'm going Giannis. He's the best defender on the league's best defensive team. A lot of people like like to look at like steals and blocks, and and I get that. But the one thing that Giannis has going for him is the fact that. Um, if you look at like these, like the super duper analytical numbers, and if you go inside the numbers, um, players shoot really bad when he's around. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the Bucks defense, um, you know, plays to up, you know, plays up when he's on the court. Um, so 
I'm going Giannis length. He can rebound. He can guard multiple multiple positions. That's what I love about Giannis is length and his versatility. He can guard a lot of different people. He can protect the rim, although he doesn't block hasn't as many blocks as you know like like a like an Embiid or something like that or like a Gobert. Gobert's won the award before, so you know I feel like you could give the award to Rudy Gobert every single season and. You know, it, it 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 wouldn't even be a big deal. Um, best rim protector in the league. Um, whether it's blocking shots or altering shots at the basket. Um, that's that's my defensive player of the year. And, and just and because he's won it before, I'm not gonna like fall to you. That's fine for that. And yo, the other thing, man, Marco brought up a good point. Another dude that we you know we did a couple things with Marco on here too. Mm-hmm. Might be the most important player on the Jazz. Yeah. I mean, remember last year, all the buzz that Donovan Mitchell was getting, it also was lined up. If It was very parallel, the timing, right? Mitchell started emerging. They went on that run, like 12 straight going into the All-Star, oh, break. Into the All-Star break. But it was also Gobert came back. Yeah. And like, sure. I think he missed 20 games last year, something like that, 15 games. He missed like the start of the year for the most part. And then he came back and they caught fire. And like, yo, he's the most important player on the Utah Jazz. And once again, you know, double digit, not double digits, uh, you know, 2.3 blocks per game, altering shots, like you said. And it's a guy that's just a seven-footer, and it's just hard to shoot over. And he does a lot for that. De- like, the Jazz are a good defensive team, I think, mostly because of how much he anchors the floor. Without a doubt. He's the anchor. Um, and then, look, uh, you know, you got to give credit to guys like Paul George. Um, you talked to a lot of guys around the NBA. A lot of people have uh, Joel Embiid in their top yeah, top four, top five, top three. Um and so, you know, it's kind of – it's an interesting debate. I wonder if, if, if there's going to be the, the Gobert fatigue because, like I said, they could give Gobert the award um, and, and they're, you know, no, no one should be able to complain. So it's like it, – it's interesting. And then like the knock on Giannis is like – the knock on Giannis is the Bucks are a really great defensive team as a whole. Yeah. And that's kind of like, okay, well, you have – you know, you're the best player on the best defensive team. But it's like, hey, man, the, the, the guys around you are really great on defense too. Um, that's kind of like one one of the issues given the an MVP to a, like a warrior, right? So it's it's an interesting debate. Um, so like I said, MVP for me, Giannis, most improved Siakam, Coach of the Year is going to be Budenholzer, Rookie of the Year should be Luca, although Trey Young coming up the rear for sure, hitting game winners. Man, he figured it out. Yeah. He figured it out. We said that that 50-game mark seems to be the mark for rookies where they either hit a wall or they, oh, shit, I figured it out now. And that's what it seems to have been with Trey Young. Yeah, it's the complete opposite of what of what most people would consider a rookie wall. It's the opposite. Um, so we'll see, man. I'm, I'm really excited for this last kind of – this last sprint or the, the final bend of the NBA season. Um, another guy, I can't believe I didn't say, Miles Turner, Pacers. I thought you would say Miles Turner just no. because you've been pro. You, know, you mentioned Nate McMillan, Sabonis, yeah. him. It's an effort thing yeah. for the Pacers. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm at, man. Sure. Ready to wrap it up? Yeah, man. Pretty pretty short because next week is going to be lengthy. we got a lot of things to preview. Yeah. It's and like uh, the calm before. Right now is like the calm before the storm. It's yeah. Like everything's quiet. It's not too cold. It's not too windy. It's not too rainy. Real Boom. quick, thoughts on uh, that 2020-20 performance? I mean, dude, Nipsey Hustle is amazing. For those of you who don't listen to Nipsey Hustle, you should try to listen to that because um he's more than just a rapper, man. He's a he's a he's a he's a psychologist. He's a he's a he's a therapist. He does so much more for people than just, you know, entertain them with music. He does so much for the community. Uh and so the fact that Russ um unintentionally, I'd assume, right? Yeah went twenty, twenty, twenty. Um well thirty something points, twenty you know, twenty boards, twenty assists. That that's an amazing feat. 
um, you know, with a higher usage rate, it's 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 a little bit easier. But nonetheless, it's a, it's an amazing kind of performance um, for the homie that just passed away. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle, for sure. Um, you know, tremendous artist, and and he'll definitely be missed. You could tell, guys. All all these guys around the league are showing mad love to Nipsey Hussle, and a lot of people probably didn't even know who he was, right? But then you got guys like LeBron coming out, obviously Russell Westbrook, things yeah. like that. Um, so. Also, his last public appearance was at uh, the Texas Tech game in Anaheim when they clinched to make the Final Four. Yeah. And there was a video going around where one of the players went and saluted him. So uh, it seems like they might be playing for him, too. So That's if you dope. guys are looking for something to root for, if you have, you know, I think it was like 0.04% of brackets had this Final this, Four. Yeah. So I believe uh, Chino, one of our uh, patrons, yeah, uh, he has Texas Tech winning the whole thing. So hats off to him. Yeah. Hold, hold They're really good on defense, man. They're a really, really good defensive team led by Jared Culver, as I've been, you know, had a boner for this guy for a really long <laughs> yeah. time. Uh, yeah, lockdown defender, you can score too. All right. All right, man. This was fun in, in studio. Uh, well, we'll be doing it soon, I think. Yes. We'll be doing it soon. All yeah. right. Imp, where can they find you if they want to contact you? IMPY718. You already know Twitter and Instagram. DMs are open, guys. Um, you want to get on VM? Shoot around, tweet at us, hit my DM, whatever it is. IG, it's here. At The Lamb Show, Twitter, Instagram, and on Twitch. And once again, at SCJ Pod, the Twitter handle for the show, the Jerk Show, WrestleMania Preview, brother, brother. Nice. Uh, at Veterans Minimum, most importantly, follow that on Twitter, Instagram, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace.